Hope recognizes that what goes up might at some point go down, but will also most likely go back up again. And so it's actually a more realistic uh, journey and experience of life. Welcome to the Mind Detox Podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Newbigging. For today's episode, I'm sharing an extract from a recent webinar I did when I talked about the healing power of hope. I share what hope is, and more importantly, what it's not, along with how hope can benefit our physical, mental, and emotional well-being, and life in general. Stay tuned, because as an extra special bonus, I guide you through one of my new Soul Calm meditations that uses the Sanskrit word for hope, Asha. If you're unsure about any of the instructions during the meditation, I invite you to watch the full episode on my website, minddetox.com forward slash podcast, as you'll see me demonstrating the hand mudra, for example, and get a clearer understanding of how the meditation works. I hope you enjoy today's episode and that you stop whatever you're doing to participate in the meditation because, as you'll learn, hope is not only for you but also much needed in the wider world. Welcome, welcome. We are in April 2023. And the theme this month is the future, the future. And I just had one of the biggest lessons or remembrances relating to the future. Uh, And I had this lesson about 50 minutes ago. (laughs) Um, I was planning to come on today to do a big long lecture on the future talking about the future, um, sharing exercises and protocols and talking about manifestation and purpose stuff. <sighs> My breath around the stairs. Um, and, and the future arrived quicker than I expected. The future arrived quicker than I was ready, to be completely honest with you guys. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this. you guys went forward an hour and everything, like that hour made a big difference for me. <laughs> And and I was sat there like trying to get this thing ready for you, you know, um, after my my client this morning, and um, I remembered like we can change our future anytime we want. <laughs> so I thought, you know what, I'm going to do the cam gathering tonight. Although I thought it was going to be the ga- the the cam class, the cam cast or clan cast or whatever we call it these days, we change the future. Just like that. It was amazing. And it was like, I could either hide that to myself or I could share it with you. And I thought, you know what? Maybe someone here today needs to remember you can change your future any moment. And that in and of itself is a pretty cool, pretty cool lesson, I think. So we're going to do a cam gathering tonight. We're going to do the cam gathering I was planning to do further in the future. 
tonight. And then next time I'm going to deliver the quality of, of workshop that I really want to be able to do and not feel rushed uh, to do that just because of this thing called time and uh, schedules. So yeah, it's pretty funky how it's happened this month of all months. Uh, I ran out of time. <laughs> uh, how cool is that? Anyway, so we're going to do, uh, yeah, what we're going to do next time now. Which is, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we're, we're going we're gonna, to, you're going to learn one of the new Soul Calm meditations. Uh, one of the new Soul Calm mantras. So those on the Soul Calm course, you're going to get to revisit something that we discovered recently. Uh, hopefully it's still valuable and you still enjoy yourself in the next little while. But we're going to talk about hope. We're going to talk about hope. Um The the soul calm meditation follows on from the mind calm meditation and the body calm meditation in that there's a number of calm thoughts and they are associated with different focus points in the body, etc., etc. And there's actually uh, 11 uh, soul calm mantras. Uh, we had 10 mind calm thoughts and body calm thoughts. We've got 11 soul calm mantras. And... The uh, one of the later ones, the one where we are f- focusing far and wide, uh, the the intent with that or the mantra with that, the Sanskrit mantra for that is Asha, is Asha. And Asha is the Sanskrit word for hope and optimism. And it's, it's really, really important in, in the context of, of the meditation that, for soul calm, because I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing I have, I've got to give you some background here. So, so whereas mind calm and body calm both have one meditation with ten calm thoughts, soul calm has two meditations. Okay, one called heal thyself, which everyone in the soul calm course is just uh, learned uh, in the course, and one called know thyself, uh, which we're going to, I'll be teaching after the the Easter break um, to the soul, the soul calmers out there. Uh, but I wanted to share with you one of the Sokha mantras, which is Omnama Asha. Okay, Omnama Asha. Okay. Now you might recognize Om because it's uh, involved in the mind calm, and Om is the the vibration of creation. It's the it's the it's the mother vibration. It's the mass. It's the mother of all mantras. Um, Everything in the physical manifested world started off at Om and then turned into whatever physical form it is, whether that's a physical or non-physical, actually, thought or emotion or physical body or any, anything that we see, it's it's rooted in Om. And so Om is very much the the uh, the, the vibration of creation that we talked about many, many times, and you know it very well. Nama is often known as uh, to, to surrender. Um, and I've been sharing recently that my perspective on Nama has shifted significantly. It's almost on a 360, whereby I don't really see it as letting go at all anymore. It's, it's much more about letting in, okay? So Nama is about letting in and letting be, okay? When there's two competing armies and one surrenders to the other, 
the the one that surrenders doesn't just kind of let go of the thought of the other army. <laughs> it's like it doesn't just like let go of the idea of the war. Um, it actually uh, lets the other army into its territory. So the so in our world, you know, if we have something that we're in resistance with, that we're, we're in conflict with, that we don't want or whatever, that uh, then the if we're wanting to apply strength to that, we're actually wanting to let it in. Okay, it's a it's a it's a incredibly empowering it, it brings so much more peace and ease and it just it just changes everything uh, so i really urge you to play with nama that way but another definition of nama is that it's the meeting place of consciousness and i think that's a beautiful uh, aspect of nama nama i was talking to narayan about it uh, recently and you know we we're talking about how you know nama is the, the it's the recognition and the honoring of the divinity uh, that sits always just kind of behind the person or the form, okay? So when when you're saying Nama, you're recognizing that although there's this emotion or this thought or this circumstance or whatever, the this, the, the divinity, peace, uh, perfection, or whatever you want to call it, uh, is it, we might not be able to experience it or see it right now, but it's it's here. It's present the entire time. So Nama is also the meeting place of consciousness, which I think is, is beautiful. And one of the things I love about Nama is that the great spirit teachers have always said we are what we seek, we are what we want, okay? Uh, and it's within us now. And, and where is it within us? Well, it's within our consciousness, okay? It's within our consciousness. And and these amazingly conscious beings around 8,000 years ago that managed to cognize Sanskrit through recognizing the subtle impulses that were present within their field of consciousness and then start to vocalize these different frequencies uh, of the of their own consciousness into the Sanskrit language, okay? So every Sanskrit word is essentially uh, a, a bit of consciousness, a fragrance of consciousness, you know? And Asha is the fragrance of consciousness that represents hope and optimism. And I think that hope has been given a hard time in the realms of new age uh, spirituality um, because the future gets a hard time. People often say that, if, you know, well, the future doesn't exist. It's not real. Therefore, I just have you know, just, just ignore it and just be present entirely. But we live within the realms of time. Um, yes, we exist within and beyond the realms of time. At the same time, we are operating within time. And at this level, with these physical bodies and these thoughts and emotions and, and all that sort of stuff, uh, time is actually really, really important and really relevant to the interaction with within the realms of mind, body, space, time, and consciousness. Okay? Without it, we wouldn't be here right now. Uh, because we had to use time and uh, in a previous moment, I'd say we're going to meet at this moment in the future, <laughs> you know, like it's so much is it, it's really helpful. Um, and when it comes to humans, our mood is very much affected by time. Our, our quality of life is affected by time. If we have no purpose, if we have hopelessness, uh, well, that's the definite. That, that's like the key ingredient in depression, uh, hopelessness. Okay, helplessness is the key ingredient in, in anxiety. 
you know, the hopelessness. You know, they found that in the concentration camps, the the individuals that had purpose, a reason to keep living, they, they kept living. They survived uh, some really hard times. Hope in, 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 in a more favorable future is fundamental for our, our mood, our quality of life, our our ability to keep going. <laughs> it's really, really important. And so that's why when I was devising the uh, Heal Thyself Soul Calm Meditation, one of the mantras simply had to be hope. Okay? Hope. So if you've been told by any spiritual book or teacher that hope is isn't unnecessary, it's all it's just about the future, just be 100% present. Well, I would challenge that teacher and say, well, okay, if the future doesn't exist, then why don't you just empty your bank account today? Go on then, spiritual teacher, go and empty your bank account because the future doesn't exist, right? And they'll be like, well, maybe, maybe I should actually hold on to a few pennies because I might need to eat later and I might need to uh, <laughs> get some heating later and I might need to like... so." All these people that might be saying, oh, the future doesn't exist, it doesn't matter. I promise you, they're saving for the future. <laughs> they're making sure that on a Monday, they got enough food for the Friday, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so part of, of hope is actually healing your relationship with the future and it being okay to have hope. I know it might sound crazy, but honestly... I had hope conditioned out of me. I wasn't allowed to. I wasn't like, the hopes. no, hope, it's a future thought. You don't need hope. Just be fully here in the future, you know. Yeah, not so good. Doesn't really work out very well. Um, so I want you to start before we do this meditation to give yourself permission to have hope. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's fundamental. So let me give you a bit of background about hope. Okay, I've got some notes here. Um, I've got a definition of hope. Hope is an optimistic state of mind that is based on an expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events or circumstances in one's life or the world at large. Okay. All right. So it's an expectation and a positive outcome. With respect to event circumstances in our own life, but also the world at large. And that's one of the reasons why this focus point for today's mantra is far and wide. Okay. Starting with yourself, but far and wide. Okay. So you're included in the hope, but it's also inclusive of life and wider world. The word optimism, which was in, included in the definition, comes from the Latin word optimum which means best, all right? So best. Now, <clears throat> we've talked a lot recently about trauma <clears throat> and how trauma actually corrodes our optimism. It corrodes our hope. It corrodes people's belief that life will be favorable uh, moving forward. Um, trauma can cause us to believe that life is hard. It's a very common belief, life is hard. Um, that bad things are going to keep happening over and over again. But trauma can actually get someone to a place where they actually believe that I can't get out of this physical condition. I can't get out of this 
uh, emotional state. I can't get out of this mental state. I can't change this life circumstance. It's very common for me to hear from people that have been working themselves for maybe a long time. Like they say, I've been doing this for a long time. Maybe I'm just never going to get out of this. Maybe I'm never going to change. Well, that's where you need some hope. Not hopium, hope. (laughs) True, healthy hope. All right. By having a more optimistic outlook, we avoid the mental ruts of believing things will always go wrong. They're always going to be bad. I'm never going to get better. When we have hope, we see we're, we see a way forward. Or at least if we can't see it, we, we trust that one will appear, if we, even if we can't see it right now. Um, and that gives a greater sense of agency, which remember right back in January, Richard was talking a lot about agency. Revisit that one if, if, you, if you want to explore more about that. When we have, we have hope, we're less helpless. Um, there's less uncertainty about the future, which is kind of relevant to what we're talking about, uh, meant, meant, meant to be talking about tonight. <laughs> Maybe we are talking about it indirectly. Maybe this was always what was supposed to happen. Anyway. Increased hope gives us greater resilience to be able to bounce back from the inevitable setbacks. Okay. It gives us more energy to continue on our path. If you are struggling with energy, check in with your hope levels and use this mantra that we're going to be using tonight. Hope gives us better behaviors, believe it or not. It's been scientifically proven to give us better behaviors. If we have hope for good things happening in the future, people tend to take care of themselves more and and actually, without even working so hard, create better behaviors. We've all heard about that, you know, person that learns that they're going to be a a grandparent and uh, suddenly they they just naturally want to take care of themselves because they want to meet the grandparent. They want to see the, Sorry, they want to meet the grandkid. They want to see the grandkid start to grow up and get, you know, they want they want to stick around. And so that that hope for a more uh, favorable future and good things happening is actually on a natural bipod. It gives us better behaviors. So again, if you're finding it hard to change your behaviors, check in on hope. Research suggests that hope uh, boosts the immune system decreases pain, uh, lowers the risk of cardiovascular disease, and can even help you live longer. Don't know how they measured that last one, but it's in a scientific study that I found. It's found to uh, reduce anxiety and depression, like I said earlier. Anxiety is more like helpless, depression is more hopelessness. Reduces stress, increases happiness happiness and quality of life. It's really cool. It's it's an amazing thing. In fact, uh, in a Dr. Snyder, uh, in a study, found that students at university who have a hope and an expectation of doing better are more likely to graduate. So that's a very specific little example. But we're all doing our own mini graduations all the time. Okay. All right. So don't you don't have to be at school to graduate. We can all be having our own graduations. I'm looking at people right now and. 
some people are graduating into uh, finding out what retirement is to them. Some people are graduating into healing uh, uh, a health condition right now. Some people might be graduating and wanting to graduate into a new relationship or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of take that in, uh, that research on graduation and say the importance of hope is, is fundamental. Okay. Um, more likely to graduate if you have hope. Now, here's the thing about hope. Hope is not toxic positivity. It's not ig- denial or ignoring negative or only being positive quite the opposite hope is a <clears throat> oh there's a really good um quote here um hope involves acknowledging a full realistic picture of our life and world okay it's a realistic that was the word that really jumped out to me full realistic honest view of ourselves our lives and our world okay it's not hopium it's not like oh everything's everything's gonna be great and everything's always great and everything has to be always positive hope recognizes that what goes up might at some point go down but will also most likely go back up again and so it's actually more realistic (laughs) uh journey and experience of life okay it's not only positive thinking or seeing the positive only the positive side of life it's a realistic state of mind body and being okay i've come to really love hope and uh be nurtured by it and um be propelled by it and um, I had to forgive myself for uh, <clears throat> needing it, actually. It's actually really, really important. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And, and I hope I've given it justice tonight with my little introduction as to why you might want to make sure that you're allowing yourself to have hope and you're cultivating a more hopeful uh, attitude. Okay. So... Everybody good? Is that all right? Is that enough? Okay. So the meditation um, we're going to do is Omnama Asha. And like I said, Asha is the Sanskrit word for hope. And um, when we think Omnama Asha, we're going to have our focus far and wide. Okay, so the focus point is far and wide. Uh, And we're going to be using the Hakini Mudra uh, throughout uh, this now, I think I saw a, me- a question flash up earlier. Is there a mudra? Yes, the mudra is the Hikini mudra. The Hikini mudra is the fingertips together. Do you recognize this? Uh, anyone? Uh, this is the fingertips together. Hikini mudra is is known to uh, create con- greater concentration to still the mind. Um, to improve decision making and focus and it is known to connect the energies on the, of the both sides of the body and also the brain brain hemispheres as well okay uh it's used in the qec as well uh but been around a lot longer than qec um and it, at that point in the process it's used to seal the statement into the neocortex 
Okay. Uh, but for meditation, we're doing it because you you may find when we're, when you're using it, the Hakini Mudra, it's just much easier to maintain a, a focused and still mind, which is fundamental for uh, the many other benefits of meditation uh, and the revealing of yourself. Okay. If our, if our mind is busy and chaotic, we uh, it's much harder for us to uh, recognize the more subtle aspects of our consciousness. Okay. And in doing so, we um, lack an awareness of consciousness. Okay. Um, which is another Sanskrit word, kritajni. Kritajni. Kritajni is krita, means cultivate, and ajni, na, ajni um, means uh, to, to cultivate a state of consciousness or a state of consciousness. Sorry. So kritajni is to cultivate an awareness of consciousness itself, all right, which is fundamental for gaining the benefits of meditation. All right. Don't know why I got into that. I'll, I'll I'll stop talking about Sanskrit for a moment, and we'll stick stick online with what we're doing. So yeah, we'll start with our our hand on our heart. We'll do some breathing and and gratitude, and just hang out and gavel for a bit. And then I'll invite you to bring your hands together into prayer position, um, and we'll just hold that for a moment, and then you'll just open up from prayer position into the Hakini Mudra, and. If you're comfortable sitting like this for 10 minutes or so, feel free to do so. Or you can just maintain that posture, but let your hands rest in your lap, whatever is most comfortable. All right. So shall we have a bit of meditation? Hand on the heart. Start to breathe in for six, out for six. Ideally to the nose if you can. And as you're breathing, let yourself be breathing in and out through the heart, whatever that means to you. Almost like the heart's expanding on the inhale and then naturally releasing on the outhale. Exhale. And just be gently aware forward and wide, attentiveness,
and let yourself feel gratitude towards someone or something. Very good. Let your bring your hands together into prayer position. Just to recognize the star of the meditation. And open your palms up. Maintain just the fingertips together. Into the Hakini Mudra. And with your focus far and wide, think Om Namah Asha. It's normal letting go of the words and focus point, just hanging out. With your focus far and wide, Om Namah Asha. Let in, let be.
Vay. Om Namah Asha. Just letting Asha reveal already exists within your field of consciousness.
for the last time today with your attention far and wide. Om Namah Nasha. meditation to close, simply bring your hands back to prayer position. And open your eyes when you feel ready. Hope is a glorious thing. And if you want to increase hope, then engage this week with Nama. Nama, every time you interact with someone, Nama recognizes the divinity in them is meeting the divinity within yourself. The love within them is meeting the love within you. Nama recognizes and honors that presence, that reality, that existence beyond the necessary physical form or person or behavior or whatever. But for me, engaging the world with Nama naturally increases hope. (laughs) You see divinity everywhere, within everyone, within everything. Yeah, if that doesn't give you hope, I don't know what will. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty beautiful thing. Okay, so Omnima Asha. That might you might want to let that be your open-eyed practice for the next few days or whatever. Your default mantra. Anytime you remember to do so, bring your attention far and wide or focus far and wide. Omnima Asha. And remember what I said during that meditation, you know, you're not trying to become it, you're attuning your attentiveness so that you may recognize what's already present within the field of your consciousness. It's a very different direction, a very different way to play with this. You're not trying to find something that's like, you know, or become something. These Sanskrit words, these Sanskrit mantras were cognized through beings recognizing what's already present within themselves. And that's present within you too. 